The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to a special post-mortem edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show, exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, 2016, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. In this special post-mortem edition, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the second half of the fifth season of the hit ABC series. We're going to deliver directly to you the biggest news regarding Once Upon a Time, and for old time's sake, we will warn you with a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Please welcome my co-host to our post-mortem broadcast. First up, Katie Cat. Hello, guys. I'm super excited to talk about the past several episodes with you. This is like Christmas for Katie. It is. I'm so happy. Christmas in May, May. June. <laughs> May, June, summer, why not? (laughs) Next up, it's Ava Stark. Hey, everyone. I can't believe it's this show is over. I feel like we just started it, but it's it's gone now. I know, right? (laughs) Next up, Ashley Michelle. Hey, guys. Next up, it's Priscilla. Hey, guys. And joining us tonight, Season 5B's recurring guest star, Brittany. I love that I'm recurring. That's so awesome. But hey, guys, thanks for having me. I'm ready to rant. And it's about good stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe by the end, by the end of this ready. cast, you guys will uh, convince me otherwise. I'm, up, oh my. I'm open. My body is ready. It is. <laughs> Mine is always ready for Hook, so. Cool. Well, there you go. <laughs> Let's do this. Brittany always says what we're all thinking. <laughs> Good grief. Well, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media during our hiatus. Like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. You can follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Papichulo Radio. Help support Papichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com archives. And of course, search for Storybrooke 
Weekly Mirror through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. We would love for you to subscribe, go back and binge listen to us via iTunes as well. And of course, if you would like, you know, leave us a review. It can be a positive one, a constructive one. We would love to hear from all of you throughout the hiatus to let us know how we did this season. Yes. Right, yeah. right everybody. Do it. Do it. Talk Show us love. some love. Yes. All right, listeners. So tonight we're going to do something very different. We're going to be discussing Season 5B as a whole. So we're going to break down everything that happened in the second half of the season from each character's storyline to the main storyline of Season 5B. So we're going to break things down by characters and might as well start off with the main character and uh, the main coupling of uh, the series, Captain Swan Emma Swan and Killian Jones. We had Emma going down into the underworld to save her love, and it seemed as if she didn't save him when she returned empty-handed, but then uh, because of uh, the main storyline and what happened there, Killian Jones returned to Storybrooke. And then they got separated, visiting different realms, but then they returned and got to say, I love you. So let's talk about Captain Swan, and we'll start off with Emma's biggest cheerleader, Katie. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, well, I really did enjoy them a lot, especially this half. Um, I've always been a big cheerleader for Captain Swan, um, but I really liked their dynamic, even though they weren't together whole lot in the second half because it was mainly about getting him back or whatever um but i really did enjoy their dynamic i liked how um she you know she was worried about everyone coming down to the underworld with her and she's like well you you know i didn't want to pull you guys down here with me but they all like as mary margaret said they made their choice they want to help her and um it turned out you know to be kind of a bit more of a disaster than they were expecting but i mean i don't know what you're expecting when you're going to the underworld um (laughs) so um that was a really fun aspect of it just having emma see the support that she's gained over the years um you look back at season one, Emma, where she's just alone and she doesn't have anybody. And then you flash forward to this season where she has so many people in her life now. She has um, Hook, you know, she's got her lover, she has her family, she has friends, and they're all willing to help her. You know, most of them are. They're willing to come and help her um, get back something that she lost. Um And so that was, you know, just nice to see the progression since season one, to see that she has come to this point where she has people and they're willing to do, to go to the underworld, like this horrible place to help her. And, um, you know, it was, and then you get to the end, towards the end of this arc when, um, you know, so, so many things have happened and they, she comes to this realization that, I'm not going to be able to get him out of here. And he comes to that realization too. And he stops her and tells her, you've done enough. You've tried your hardest, but I'm not going to be able to come out of here. And I love you. 
but you need to move on. And she tells him he needs to move on too. And it was so emotional. I loved, I think one of my favorite scenes between the ship um, for this half season was, I think, I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was, I can't remember the name of the episode, to be honest. The goodbye, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the one, um, the elevator scene. Where she's going up and he won't let go of her hand. And it's so emotional. And it was beautiful. And then um, the reunion scene when he comes back was really, really beautiful too. It was kind of bittersweet in a way. I was glad that they he came back and I was glad they got back together. But it was still bittersweet, obviously, because of what happened to Robin. Um, but I just really enjoyed their journey. I'm glad that for the moment... He's back, and they do have this threat that's looming over the town, but they're together. They're not separated um, like they were in the season four finale. And then the season, I'm sorry, See, yeah, season, yeah, season four finale, they were separated. And then by the end of season 5A, they were separated again. So they're back together, and so it was nice to see them back together in the finale. So all rambling aside, I really liked them this arc. I'm really happy that we finally gotten to the end of, fina- of a finale and they're together. <laughs> and she told him she loves him um, not because she was going to be whisked away to become the Dark One or him dying or whatever. So it was nice to kind of get that resolution and to see her finally open herself up to say that. So I'm done rambling at this point. <laughs> Done like, I, I, I liked the storyline. Like, I left the first half of the season really, like, annoyed and angry at Hook and just being like, you know what? You messed with their family. You're getting your just desserts. I don't care if you go to Hades. Like, this, this is fine. But slowly but surely, like, he ended up, like, being a better person, like, helping Meg and learning that his brother wasn't perfect and just all around and and even in the end like working with Arthur like so he turned out to be a good guy like he's he's circumventing being a villain all on his own but unlike everybody else here and I got like put like on the witch's stake for this but like I didn't want him to come back <sighs> I thought that that ending with him saying goodbye in the elevator like it was impactful and amazing and I liked the fact that they both said that they like this relationship is important to them but they both need to move on like it felt like it it left a good message or a point which like which is like sometimes like bad things happen and you can't help them but what you can do is like just move on and that's what your loved one would want and to have that kind of be like erased and be like, no, sorry, kidding. Like Zeus slash God brought you back. Like sucked. Like, I I don't know. Like, I guess that part of me that's Captain Swan, like likes it. But again, I, I don't really ship things so much as I like the relationships between characters and I like how they grow as individuals. Like, so to me, like, that would have made a better story. 
Burn the witch. Burn the witch. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from, Priscilla. Yeah, I, no, I can. I totally, I totally agree I with you. Mm -hmm. But I feel like... You go, Ash. No, Katie, go. Oh my gosh. Katie, <laughs> please. Hashtag what the hell. <laughs> I know. They're so nice. Oh my god. Just, just to say. each other. <laughs> I feel like it is a good point. But like for me at this point, she's lost how many boyfriends? It just would have been like again. But I see where you're coming from. So, yeah. Walsh doesn't count. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> With the monkey. <laughs> You know, Priscilla, I'm gonna agree with you on what on what you were saying right now because that scene was like I guess the word would be closure. We get the closure of Captain Swan, but I guess what didn't work for me and that being like the end of Captain Swan was how they just like a couple scenes before that determined that they are each other's true love, that their love is true love, and I'm like, what the fuck? You just said it's true love, but you're gonna like not have them together. Like, that really, I didn't like that, especially when this show is all about the true love. And uh, I just, I was not ready to say goodbye. Like, it just, no. And Captain Swan, I think, I think is the heart of the show right now. Because at the beginning, it was definitely family. Now I feel like it, it's Captain Swan and it's how these characters are growing. And I like that. I think you were saying it, Priscilla, how... Uh, um, Captain Hook is just a different person and but the thing of what I like about this show is that I feel like all the characters mostly like the villains never they were never born evil they were probably pretty good for most of their life something happens and then they switch it off they're a different person and um, that's how I came to love Regina like you know that that's you know my favorite character and Hook you know he was just a pirate which you know to me if he was still the same way I wouldn't actually mind <laughs> I'm a sucker for the good character and the bad boy together, but oh gosh, I'm even more of a sucker if. Oh wow, that sounds really, really bad. Don't, don't even think that way. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. she's a sucker. <laughs> I am a sucker for the bad boys that you know only show um something. You're a for sucker the for the bad boys. <laughs> for the bad boys that like they sh they only show compassion and understanding to the one to the one person that they love and i feel like hook's been beyond that like now he has a a, a relationship with uh with with emma's parents you know especially i think it was david the one that was like i'm never gonna accept this and then we get a really great scene with them towards the the, the end of this season of a 5b and it's just it's really heartwarming it's like damn look how far they've come and like Katie was saying, we get that, you know, that they were, um, they were separated and they're back together and they're separated. Now we ended on like a happy note. And I think we even alluded to a possible wedding and I'm, I'm on board for this. Like, like, how could you, how could you end, right? How could you end Captain Swan with true love and not have a wedding or something, you know, like I, I want Or a deflowering. Yeah. I have a question for you. All right. The uh, the last kiss in the finale between Captain Swan was that a wedding dress in the background? Yes, yes, that is exactly why. Oh I gosh, hashtag wedding dress gate. Told you. Yes. Oh. I mean, like, <laughs> what are they gonna have? Like a random mannequin there, a random person, or a ghost? No, it, it was, was Granny. A wedding dress. It was. Granny. And it was Granny. <laughs> She's no. getting married. Come on, what? 
like it is the perfect time to get Captain Swan going. Like I don't see a wedding at the beginning of next season, but definitely towards the end of it or something, an engagement. I'm ready. Give me some of that. I love long relationships. For the two hundredth episode. I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> I still think y'all are crazy about thinking that that's the wedding dress. I think No, not no, not, the, crazy listen, for the, same not dress. the wedding dress, just a wedding dress. Like I can it's confirm foreshadowing. That. I can confirm that. It was a wedding dress. It was I yeah. think Anna's wedding dress or something. And this is oh. coming from and this is coming from Ava who does not like Captain Swan. Yeah. She did. Oh, she uh, That makes sense. I, I think she likes them on the low. <laughs> I mean, it was very heartwarming. I mean, we had like the most magical kiss from them. I would say that he was care he was, you know, hugging her, lifting her. Like it was just it was really oh nice. Oh my. It was very nice and I want more. <clears throat> you know, a wedding and the wedding night. I mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's a fun time to deliver. Five seasons. Let's go. Come on. Captain Swan sex tape. No. What time after dark? Like, let's go. Captain Swan sex tapes. Oh my god. Good grief. Well, I will say I love seeing Emma happy. After all these seasons, I'm so glad that she's happy and she's in love. I'm not. The biggest shipper, I would say, much like Priscilla, I just like seeing my characters happy, and so I like that Emma has found happiness. Mm-hmm. I, I, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, after being miserable, but can I just say, as a little side note, she still looks miserable, like, not in the way that, like, her actor, like, acts miserable, but that she just, the costume design and, like, the- The, the, makeup, the makeup, right? Like, she looks wan. She looks dour. Like, it's just... I don't she know. She does. It's because Jennifer is suffering from migraines. So for her filming, I think she was having a lot of headaches, I'm guessing. But it's... it's I, the co I, I have to agree the makeup should have been more, like, fresh. But it's not. That's how it is. Okay, I thought they were doing something because of the underworld. I know Katie notices the makeup because she was the one that initially noticed the sort of like the dark swan makeup starting to appear on Emma back in like 3B, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely not, if you flash back to like season one or two, it's definitely not like that anymore. Um, but like... It's definitely the effects of the underworld, like being in the underworld, like that takes a toll and, you know, losing your love, your newly confirmed true love and then him coming back and then, oh crap, there's another, you know, there's another thing looming over the town again. So I feel like I would probably be worn down at this point. Well, there you <laughs> like, go. Again? Like, and it wasn't 3B, sorry, it was 4B. During the Queens of Darkness. I, I was telling, I think I was talking to Priscilla and maybe you too, Poppy. I was saying that uh, all of um, Emma's uh, makeup went to went to Hook with his exactly. guyliner. You to borrow that shit. That sounds right. Pass the eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> In 
In regards to what you said earlier, Priscilla, I do agree with you. I, I have been saying since the beginning for this ship that I love something that builds up to it. That I don't love a um, first love, true love at first sight, sorry, that was the word. Yeah. True love at first sight to me is bullshit. And something like this that is built up over years, I think that is beautiful. And that's why I love this ship so much. But to me, to have them have be confirmed to be true love is enough for me. I like the story that leads up to it. There was a scene in a movie that I watched a long time ago, and I've been trying to search for it to find out what it was. If any of you know it, please let me know. There's a scene in a movie of two characters, a man and a woman, who spend an evening together without knowing each other's names, nothing. Just, they're at a wedding together, and they know they're never going to see each other again. And she's like, please don't kiss me. If you kiss me, it'll ruin the night. I love everything that leads up to the kiss, because once you kiss me, we can't go back from that. Like, that kind of thing. The tension before the bow breaks. I think that's beautiful. And now that we have confirmed true love, they're back together again, I could have ended the story when she was going up on the elevator, and that would have been more than enough to me. That is a beautiful ending, and I agree with you on that. Everything after this is kind of like the epilogue of The Hunger Games, where... It's not even a spoiler because, guys, it's been out for years. But the three books, you have Peta and Katniss, are building and building and building, and a shit ton of stuff happens, and they can't go back from it. And at the end, you get this like three-page epilogue. Oh, they're happily married with two kids. Everything's fine. No, like there is always going to be a deeper story to everything, and you can't just have all of this bullshit, and then everything's good. Captain Swan can't be all of this hardship and building and building and building and then all of a sudden we get an engagement and a wedding and everyone's happy. There has to be more to this. So if they have them back together again, they have to really, really build up to this possible wedding, to this possible engagement, to possible children. It, it's not going to work unless we have more than six seasons. And I think that's where they've kind of tied themselves up. If they actually want to do this wedding, they need to really write this well. Otherwise, it's going to fall flat, and it's just going to be a lukewarm ending to a great ship. Aww. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Hey, well, we, can have, we can have like 10 seasons, man. I mean, I think that's the beauty. 10 seasons in a movie. Yeah, and you, it's that's what Jane Epson said, said. No. It's the beauty of Once Upon a Time, right? That there's so many fairy tales. Like, they mm -hmm. can do it. It's just as long mm -hmm. as the writing is good. And they 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 come up with, I guess, I want to say, like, organic stories. Not so much repetitive ones. Which we're already seeing. It's symptoms of a show in five seasons. And it's not the first show to do this. But I will say it's, it's a lot better than other things I've seen. And it's still lovable. It's still awesome. So I still think we got time. For Captain Swan. I'm glad they didn't get married in like the first season they got together. I I want it I want to see that engagement. I want to see them get married and kids wait. I'll I'll wait for that. I'm done with baby stories for the love of God. This Just season <laughs> was a season of people hoping that they were going to get married cuz I remember on Tumblr people were like getting in a tizzy when she first got um Liam's ring 
And then, the, <laughs> like, the sneak peeks of this last episode where, like, she's, I don't know, her foot is popped up in the air and, like, that was the kiss. They were like, oh, my God, we're getting a, we're, we're getting a proposal. No, not yet. <laughs> the writers are still pulling that away from y'all. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's chat about a ship that definitely is not going to get a proposal. Outlaw Queen. Oh, so rude. Dude, so rude. Go to your room, Poppy. That wasn't, that was, no. no. I apologize. So let's talk about Regina Mills and Robin Hood. We start off the this half season, season 5B, with them together, ready to take on the underworld. But when they returned to Storybrook. Poor Robin made the ultimate sacrifice for Regina. That means he's dead. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Priscilla, what are your thoughts on Outlaw Queen in season five B? He was like he was such the epitome of a man purse. I feel so bad. Like he's not even a man purse because if that 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 would assume that he the purse was there like to be used like he was in the forest most of the time with his child and like the the one scant time i get to see robin and i i love how he sticks up for himself against regina and it was just kind of like hey what you're saying right now to like give my child up to, to zelina and to like kind of like forgive her because she's had such a hard time like that's not okay i loved it and then he just goes and reneges it, and then after that he fucking dies. <laughs> like, at oh, like it felt kind of at the moment like we were trading one boyfriend for another that we get hook back, but like Robin dies. And on one hand, I'm just kind of like, well, it's of no consequence because he didn't do anything. But on the other, like I remember when we first saw him going up against Rumple, or when we saw him. Like, meet Maid Marian for the first time, or when we saw him meet Regina for the first time, and she says that he smells like forest. Like, these were all interesting tidbits that could have made a really good character. And then it just faded out, it fizzled out. It really did feel this season like the writers wrote themselves into a corner with how messy it was, like, with Zelina killing off the her like his wife and sleeping with him for months and having his child even though he didn't want her to but being i don't know it's just really torrid and sketchy and icky and wrong and like they they didn't know what to do with him so they wrote him off and they killed him easy peasy lemon squeezy like i guess i i have to agree with you because um with Robin Hood, like you said, Priscilla, uh, he was a man purse, honestly, because Regina found love in her son. She got friends with the char. I mean, sh I mean, the Charmings were her family, but I mean, she became friends with them. Uh, she found her sister. She made amends. Like it was a truce. We're sisters. We gotta be together because we promised our mother. And then all of a sudden, Robin Hood becomes this person who is no longer needed. He was just there, like, okay. And um, we didn't see a lot of character development for him, which was very sad. 
because obviously it, back in season three when he was first introduced to us there was a lot of potential a lot to explore a lot to expand with his character not just throwing him uh with regina uh that's my take on robin hood and outlaw queen i mean it's sad how it's no longer a relationship because there were a lot of people who liked it who shipped them because uh, for some people they were like this this is it's a symbol of like people do change people get to have a second chance a second love and now that's gone uh it's it's really a tragic thing for the fans but as a writer's point of view as a viewer who's just a viewer like me uh it, it's his death meant nothing honestly he could have lived he could have died it's just okay that was metal and brilliant. I love that last yeah. sentence. <laughs> death meant nothing. <laughs> well, honestly, I have to agree with uh, Ava because the thing is, I, I am an outlaw queen shipper. I like them a lot. Ever since they introduced the idea of them, um, not even okay, not even the idea, the teaser when she's with Tinkerbell and Tinkerbell's like, your true love is in there. I was like, soulmate. Yeah, soulmate. There you go. I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, like, who is it, what is this, you know, like, it's, it was so exciting, when we got Robin Hood, they, he had so much potential, and, but what they did give us, of their storyline, of their journey, together, was really great, but it's so disappointing on how they killed him off, like, they didn't even, this half of the season, was definitely all Captain Swan, that's okay, that's great, and that's why, when they hinted, that uh, Hook and or Hook was gonna die, or that that wasn't gonna last. That made sense for as a writing standpoint for the second half of the season. Then they throw us a curveball that no, actually Robin's gonna die, and I was like, what, what? And I, I got sad about it, but I didn't cry. You know, like I didn't cry, and I was like, why, why don't I feel sadder? It's because we didn't spend any time with this guy in the in the half of the season. And it's really, really disappointing. And I think that's one of the places the writers really fucked up. Because Robin was a good guy. He yeah. had, honestly, he, his flaws were probably minimal. I think he was a good dad, even though he leaves his children. But, like, when he's with his kids, he's a good even dad. Even though he leaves his children. It, it's the same with Charming and Snow. <laughs> same with Charming and Snow. And they're like, oh my god, my kid hasn't heard me. I'm like, well, why'd you go? Why don't you, go, you, and go? Be, why don't you go and be parents? You know, like... <laughs> You know, but I, <laughs> I'm saying, that's not the adventure they want. You, see, you guys are laughing, but you know it's true. And that's and the thing is, Robin and Regina—they didn't have to be an epic love. They didn't have to be Captain Swan. They could have been the supporting um, relationship in the background with some really good moments, just like they did to uh, the Charmings. Because I think they were the the symbol of love in the first couple seasons, and now they're kind of pushed back. Um, but even we got epic scenes with them when uh, when David sacrifices himself, you know, for uh, Snow to go back. So when we get this uh, this scene, I mean, the only thing I think they did well for the ending of that relationship was when they had the parallel of when they first met and then uh, when uh, they go and save uh, baby Robin. And I mean, I'm sad about it, guys. I really am sad, but... It is what it is. And I'm, I think I'm really sad for Regina. Like, yeah, I just... 
That's and that's what's sucky, right? That I'm more sad for Regina than I am about his death. Mm-hmm. And that's that what's sad. ending was weak sauce. Like, what the hell? Like, you didn't even get to give the character like an awesome send off. Like, I don't know. We didn't get a beautiful moment like we did with like like Swanhook. Like, where, he wasn't where, an like, awesome character. Swanhook, what? Swan hook, what? <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Like, Captain Swan. Like, Whatever the fuck. Oh, I love Priscilla. it. He wasn't an awesome character. He could. I didn't mind the letter, because for me it was more for Regina. Yeah. Yeah, I like Regina. She's my favorite, and uh, I'm. I was more worried about her, but she's grown so much as a character. I know everyone on the internet was like, oh my god, she's going to be the evil queen again. She's going to be wreaking havoc. She's going to go back to her old ways. All this redemption is going to go down the toilet because she's going to go crazy again. And she didn't do that. I mean, it's season five. This isn't season two when she was kind of flip-flopping and she didn't know if she wanted to be good, she wants to be bad, and all that kind of stuff. So I wasn't expecting Regina to go back to her devious ways. But I was interested in seeing how this would affect her because this is the first time that she's experienced a great loss like this after she's been redeemed in a sense. So that was interesting for me to see. I don't like seeing Regina unhappy. I feel like she's always unhappy for the most part. So hopefully they can fix that and uh, they can uh, put a little bit more of a pep in her step and uh, bring on some positive storylines for her. Yeah, you know, I was I was just going to say, because I talked about Robin and how disappointed with his send-off, but um, the other part with Regina and that letter, um, I want to say they've, they've uh, the writers did a great job with that scene of her and Emma and um, Regina explaining to the audience, to us, of what it's like to have something, you know, else in you, to have two parts of you, and how she struggles with it. And I was like, damn... Because sometimes I want to punch kids in restaurants that, you know, that are like running Why around. do I associate myself with these people? No, I mean, like, okay, well, down here, there's a lot of restaurants where they have the kids without, like, you know, clothes. Well, not clothes, but, like, without shoes and stuff, and they're running around. And they're what? Really, you know, restaurants like, and, with kids without clothes? Yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how trashy some places are. Anyway, so there's, like, a, like a part of me that's like, ugh. But then I'm like, oh, they're just kids. Oh, so I'm like, damn, I feel you, Regina. You probably, you but I know hers is like worse. How she was telling us, you know, I wanted to rip Hook, you know, Hook's throat or whatever because he came back. And that's probably another reason the, uh, another. Brittany has a Ms. Hyde in her. I do. I do. See, this is why, this is why Poppy invited me here because I do have a evil side. Um. Oh, gosh. You forgot I, to take your meds. I am the dark swan. Well dark britney but uh the dark pigeon (laughs) i lost my train of thought where i was going that's not very nice i don't remember you were talking about being an evil person well yeah well just the struggle of good and evil and uh just her her speech was really really well done and i like how they didn't have emma be like it's okay it's gonna be all right you know like she actually like sat down and was like damn that's a heavy burden that she bears and I was like, wow, that's really good. So we're going to get Regina learning to live with this. Wow. No, no, that's not what we're going to get. And I'm pretty mad about that. Damn, Daniel. Gosh, I, I'm sorry. I had to say that because you, the way you said it, it was it was good. I, I, I just, I don't, 
I mean, I know we're not talking predictions right now, but I don't like how they resolved, in quotations, uh, Regina's struggle. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, I really don't like. It. I think that's like really, really horrible. What they're you doing. Know damn well that next season is totally gonna be about the misadventures of like switching around and thinking, is it evil, Regina? No, it's actually this. <laughs> and at the very end, she's gonna be like, but I realize that to be a better person i have to accept both sides yes, of myself yes. the dark and the light and Lord, she's gonna, she's gonna have to suck her in yes. oh god i don't i don't want that like we're we're gonna waste a season of her figuring out that she needs to be both uh or to to deal with being both hopefully it's just half a season arc hopefully yes i would like that even better because uh regina's come so far and i think uh, she is strong enough to do that but, uh, I mean, I mean, I guess everyone wanted some evil queen, and I guess I, I can't argue with Not that. everyone. I miss those dresses in the, cleav uh, the cleavage. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my gosh. I'm not gonna lie. The boobs I'm are good, yes. I'm on top of that. The boobs are good, yes. Yes. Alright, okay. So let's get into it, because I know someone here... Well, I think everybody has probably a lot to say, but I know someone here is their champion. And you're, you're praying for good things to happen to them. It is Rumbell, Mr. <gasps> Gold, and Belle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. So we start off Season 5B with Belle and Storybrook and Gold venturing down into the underworld. But then there was a deal gone awry that Hades had, and all of a sudden we had Belle get sucked into the underworld. There were misadventures with Gaston, and then all of a sudden... She was under a sleeping curse, and Gold's kisses would not work with True Love's kiss. So, he had to find another way in tr trying to bring Belle back, and it led him all the way to New York, and in different realms as well. So, let's talk about Rumbell this Season 5B, and we'll start off... Who else are we going to start off with? With Ava. Pick me! Yes. I, okay, I had a lot of different perspectives or feelings about them this half of the season because um, for like the first four episodes, I think uh, they weren't together and then she gets in the underworld and then he's like, oh, you're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this really, I, I Oh, like you're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, like it's too much to handle. But, uh... Coming back to the relationship, uh, it, it's, I mean, I've pro I'm probably going to repeat myself. I mean, Belle wants to be with him. She wants, he wants to be with her. It's a back and forth thing, but they just can't make amends. I don't know. Like they, they're trying so hard. It's like, you got to be good. And then she's, he's like, well, I am trying. And it's, I, 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 I like them. I just totally lost my words, but okay. The part where um, the the part where she puts herself under sleeping curse and she's like, "You have to tell my dad to wake me up." I get that why his kisses don't work because she doesn't believe that if he kisses her, it's gonna work, and neither he does. So they don't believe that their true love's kiss would work. Which is very weird because in the first season they are a, they were confirmed true love's couple, so I'm I'm not sure how the writers are gonna what the writers are gonna pull, but 
it would have been nice if he had woken her up with True Love's Kiss just to give the fans, um, a long-term fans like me, uh, the satisfaction that yes, they are still True Love and True Love's Kiss still work. Because, I mean, back in season one, it's it was a hard thing to do. I mean, kissing someone with True Love's Kiss, it didn't come by that easily but I mean it's season five now things happen so fast and easy you can just hop into the other realms without a problem uh, that's my take on that uh, as, as a character Rumpelstiltskin I was watching uh, just a few episodes of season one he is still that asshole like that snarky bastard who doesn't give up I mean, he, he is who he is. He doesn't change. That's his personality. That doesn't change about him. But he has grown as a character. Uh, except for season four. I, I try to avoid that. I really liked uh, how he... It's it's When he gained back the power, he gained back that... Uh, I don't know, the cockiness, the... I, I have more power than yours, stuff like that. It's just, that's who he is, and that's what makes his character interesting to me, at least. I mean, I know some people just hate it, plain hate it, and I'm like, ah, it works for you if you hate him. He's a good actor, he makes it what it is. And as far as Belle goes, we didn't have enough of her, so I really don't have anything to talk about besides her being really annoying sometimes, especially with episode... Um, I think it was episode 17 where she just... No, it was 18. One of the episodes where she puts herself on the sleeping curse. I was like, come on, like... Really? Yeah. But that's my take on them. I might add stuff if anyone wants to join me. Or y'all can just ignore me and move on. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore you. Just ignore you. <laughs> You know you know, I'll, no. say, I'll, I'll say something about Rumbell. Um, I have been a Rumbell fan since the beginning of the series. I, I, as like I was saying, I like the bad boy and um, you know the. Good no, you're one. a sucker for I'm the a, bad boy. I'm trying to avoid saying that word again. <laughs> okay, I really am. <laughs> but I, I will I, never I, forget it. I do like that even more. So I like the villain. And the good guy. Like, I, I love that. And I like uh, it, how they play off each other and how they grow together. And what makes a character really awesome is when they can keep some of their roots, but also develop. And Rumpel, uh, he he did that for a very, very long time. And um, I liked how mostly with, if, if, if Belle was in trouble, like, he's going to save her. Like... I'm a sucker for that. See, I'm going to say it again. I'm a sucker for that. I like that. <laughs> I love that. And for this season, we got to, or I know we're not talking about 5A, but 5A had some good Rumple development. We, I, I like seeing Rumple without power and uh, seeing if he's going to overcome this, uh, his obstacles when he doesn't have an easy way out. I think that defines a character a lot. When you have, when you're not in control, what are you going to do to be in control? I like that stuff. So when he had to be the person um, with the sword and all that, I was like, this is some good shit. This some is good where shit. I, yeah, this is some good shit where you're, you're making, you're, 
you're becoming a better person for yourself first and foremost. Second, you're doing it for your kid. Well, not your kid yet, but for Belle. And that's just, that's even better. And I like that. Then we get 5B. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, writers? Like, what what are you doing? I don't understand uh, what this is. And I've seen a lot of shows. I've seen a lot. I like a lot of villains. I, I go for them. They're doing a lot of, I think, damage to Rumpel. And that's why the fans are confused. Some, some long-term uh, shippers are confused. Some aren't. Some are kind of like, whatever. I'm kind of confused because they're reverting back to... A time where I'm like, you know, Rumpel's fun to as a villain, but when I when I'm interested in the shipping, the couple, I want someone that's gonna be like Belle, you're number one for me. You in a in a shipping in a relationship that I like to watch, they need to put the person they love first, and that could but... also include that that could include family. When when Rumpel tells her, I like power, like I I want power more than you like or you're second to power that really made me sad because bell saying i will do anything for you you're number one for me but rumple saying power is number one for me you're not and that makes me sad and what i wanted for rumple was i like him snarky i like him one step ahead of everybody but what i wanted for him was to have the power to still be rumple but maybe keep him and bell away from the drama and then if he needs to help people, then he can. He doesn't have to be an ally to them. He can still be Rumple and be in his little shop and we can see them grow. But if they ask him for help, maybe him helping, maybe him not. But he's doing these things where he's like, I need to make sure I keep my power. I need to make sure I do this. And in in the process, he's losing Belle. And it, I don't like that. I want... I, I don't like that. And that's just like my take on season B. And I hope... I'm hoping with this child, Rumpel's going to change a little bit. I really hope he puts his child first instead of power. I don't mind him having power. It's good to have power. So you can protect the people you love, not hurt them. Yes. Okay. Can I just say for me, the most disappointing thing that Rumpel did this season was in uh, the two-hour season finale. Because... Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, I like my characters happy. I would love for Rumpel and Belle to find a happy ending together. But when he was in the hotel room and uh, the earth started shaking because a portal was coming and he had a choice. He had a choice between power, the Olympian crystal, and Belle in Pandora's box. And as the earth started shaking, he reached for the power. And I was like, really? You've been trying to do all this stuff to save Belle? And you don't rush first to save Belle? That disappointed me big time in Rumple. I see, like, you saw it that way. So I'm going to say it. Because when, when he realized that there is a portal that's being opened, the first thing he thought that it would be for that crystal. Because the crystal holds all the power like every like the power of storybook the magic is in it so the first thing that could open a portal that portal could open in the first thing would be that crystal since it's so powerful it can expand into a portal that's why he rushed into it to grab it so he could hold on to the power but realized that the portal actually opened into the um into the box that in the pandora's box so he's like holy shit as soon, uh, as, soon as he turns around to grab it it's gone Simply because the way the portal was open, it was meant for Rumpelstiltskin to um, 
or uh, Hyde was um, was trying to get Rumpelstiltskin's weakness, and his weakness was his wife in the Pandora's box. So no, he didn't choose power over Belle. The only reason he reached out to that crystal was because, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's common sense that if there's a portal being opened, the only possible way for that portal to be open was in that most powerful crystal. I can see what you're saying, but for me, mm -hmm. that excuse sounds like someone who's trying to explain away his bad choices. Like, I, I get what you're saying, but it still kind of proves that he instantly goes for the power. He said this in particular in this arc in the Underworld. He was like, I'm, I'm always going to go after power. I'm always going to go after power. And it just, it sort of reinstated that statement, in my opinion, mm -hmm. in that scene. And it was a bit disappointing because I was like, how are you working so hard to try to save this woman and then that's the first thing that you grab and and technically he has magic in this realm he could have easily just magicked both of them into his hands if he want you know if he wanted to grab both of them instead of having to make a choice so it just for me it was just a little fishy and i was like really do like i'm trying to root for you and it's just not working you, you know the thing with with rumple i guess what i wanted to see for his arc overall in the series was the beginning we find out like why he gets the power and why he likes it so much and it has to do with how he used to be which was a coward um but even when he was a coward he was still a really good father in the sense that he truly loved his son it's just you know there was other reasons why it just didn't work but he still loved his son a lot and when he got that power it was so it was a selfish thing as in uh, he wanted to, to be powerful because he used to be a coward. Okay, I like that. My development for that was I wanted him to first want power for himself, but then once he falls in love with Belle and he's uh, he doesn't have to be friends with everyone, like the Charmings in them, but he could like potentially use them as allies and stuff, but that later on when he would have a discussion like that with Belle like he did in season uh, in, in 5B, where they're talking, he could have said, like, you know, I used to want power because I was a coward. Now I want to make sure I have power so that I can protect you. I've never heard him say that. And I think that would have made me understand him a little bit more. Like, okay, I can that's understand true. you want power because you want to protect the people you love. And that, I think that's, like, a theme I always wanted for Rumple to be, like, you know, I, I want to protect you, so let me have my power. And I think that would be a better argument than... Well, I just like power, and I, I like it better than anything. And you come second. Like, that's what I got from that scene, and it made me sad, because all I've been seeing from Belle is crying. And I'm like, I don't want to ship something where half of my ship is constantly crying, and now she's pregnant. You know, like, it just, it just it's not good, and I hope the writers can fix it. I believe every character has a redemption. Um, and Rumpel hasn't really done anything. I mean, I'm a little sad about it. I'm a little like, ugh. But if they make it up to me, I can continue to ship them, you, and hopefully they can do that. Do you think, like, when he gave Storybrooke to um, to Hyde, that's basically giving up his entire, well, like he calls it, kingdom, kingdom of magic, to someone else in order to save his wife? So Yeah. No, no, I agree. I, I, I do think that, that Rumpel still will do anything for Belle. 
I definitely, I definitely believe that. That is still a thing. But if it's yeah. Bell and Power, sometimes I feel like he's gonna try and get the best of both worlds, or he's gonna use Power. And right. I mean, and that's just a little like, eh. But the reason why we're getting the season six is because he traded Bell for that. So for, there, yeah. it, hope is not all lost. I will say, yeah. That. Hope is not I still have hope for Rumple. Yeah. It he hasn't if you think about it, ever since he was reborn as the super dark one, you know, with all the dark one's powers, he hasn't done anything really, really bad. And and I'm hoping yeah. that he doesn't get corrupted like he did in the past by doing bad things. Like, wait, wait, continuously wait, wait. doing bad things. Wait, he hasn't done something really bad, so condemning his wife to, like, fucking eternal hell and damnation, <laughs> like, is it, is it a real bad thing? He didn't put her under the sleeping curse. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Mila, his ex-wife. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I don't know what you count, what oh. you do in the underworld, because the other people were throwing people into the underworld's you, you, uh, waters as well. You know so. what I... You know how I see it? Because I, I was there for that podcast and I was really disappointed in Rumple for doing that shit. I think it's if you don't hurt the main cast, like the main main cast, I think you still have some redemption in I you. think so as well, yeah. Yeah, you know, Mila, you didn't, hey, Priscilla, like a- you didn't even like Mila in the business. <laughs> you were she like, was like, yeah, If you think about it, they were tossing everybody into the water. <laughs> and that's how I can, like, if you, if you know that I really don't like this bitch, <laughs> but I got issues. I take issue with that. Like you know, we got a problem here. Like what? Like I'm sorry. Like, but also, I mean, there was a reason behind doing that. Like, yeah. I'm not defending anyone, but it, I mean, there was an obvious reason. I, it, it like, just, it, what is blackmailing it? him? Hades uh, was blackmailing him. Oh, throwing Mila in the freaking souls of lo- river of lost souls. It just—it's the bigger picture, right? Like Mila, yeah. well, we already kind of forgot about her. Yeah, no, I—I I, I understand. In that episode, I was bad about. It. I was like, "Damn, it's really heartless." But I guess when push comes to shove, I mean, literally, that Ruffles gonna do what he's got to do. And I—I uh, I, I enjoy his character. I hope I haven't enjoyed it this half of the season, um, but there's still hope. As long yeah, as, yeah. as long, I hope, as long as he doesn't kill. Excuse me, as long as he doesn't kill anybody from the main cast or really, 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 truly, like, fucks them over, okay. And as long as he treats Belle a little bit better, because I'm sorry, but when he his kiss couldn't bring her back, I was like, damn, that's a slap in the face to some shippers. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I laughed. Yeah, I did too, I was like, damn, that's pretty bad. I don't know, the writers gotta be clever to, to make it up to us for that. Cause they show me that they belong together. Show me that they're compatible. Not not just that Rumple's good enough for Belle, but that Belle's gonna learn to to love this person, and that Rumple's gonna be like, okay, maybe power isn't everything, but it is a part of me. I just you want all, you and my baby. Yeah. You all are a lot baby. nicer than I am. Like, I started <laughs> this season. Like, I like you. I like this new Rumple that like accepts <laughs> yeah. himself. With no, like, compunctions, like, no, I don't know, no being like, oh, I'm, I'm real upset at what I am. No, he's like, this is what I am. I'm addicted to power. 
you like love me the way accept me as i am or we have we have problems and adding in a child you know it's because the actress got pregnant and like otherwise like it would have like otherwise it kind of sticks out like as a real fucked up part like you're have you're taking issue and like it feels like that shit where like you have a relationship and it's going sour so you so you try and put a child in it to make it better and you're that, just yeah okay like, that's that's really pathetic i have to agree it's I, I was against the child from the beginning. I was like, no, this is not how this relationship should develop. This relationship should de- I'm having a tongue twist. Should develop in in a way where these two characters come together, talk about what the fuck is going on with between them, and just that. I mean, yes, this guy loves power, but he also loves me. So that's who he is because he kept it's canon. He tell he told her that, and. And he is like, listen, this is who I am, so please be with me. I just, uh, and then this baby came, and I'm just like, oh my god. They should have put her behind a, or on, they should have put on her a giant coat and hit her behind giant feel, purses. Yeah, I feel That's like, they did yeah. Ginny. Yeah. Exactly, they should have done that to her. I, I don't think a child yeah. was good for this relationship at this moment. See, at this the, moment, yeah. Yeah, because the question is... Because I don't like the whole, the baby will change you, the baby, because well, yeah. it, it, that sets a bad example for real life, because a lot of people in relationships feel like, oh, we need to have a baby, because, uh, you yeah, know, if they're in bad relations, like, a baby will change us, and, and that never works, so I really, in my heart, I don't like that, and I hope it doesn't work for them, because it that's not how things work in real life. But, okay, so, all in all, like, I hated, like that 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 they added that into the mix and i also hated the fact that like we know that he's evil we know that he's done terrible things both to like mila and later like threatening to gaston like he's he's killed people like and this isn't even like kill this is like beyond death like you're you don't even get to go to heaven or hell like you you get stuck in whatever the fuck like the river of lost souls is but to to compound that and that 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 last part where he ties Storybrooke's magic to a crystal, I'm like, you selfish bastard! Like this is like you doing the shit again with Frozen, except this time you don't even give a shit about him. But You're here's the thing: son. he was the one who brought magic to Storybrooke, so he has every right to take it back. What? No, magic is yeah. in- inherent, and in e- like that's what the point of that last episode was that magic is inside of everyone and that it belongs to everyone exactly one can't be, no one can't be but like, my thing my or my well you said like you cannot take magic away from storybrook but he brought it to storybrook if it wasn't for him then they wouldn't have had magic in the first place um regina cast the curse not ruffle no, if you oh. remember, Ava's actually correct. Remember at the end of season one, he's the one that brought yeah. the magic back. There was no magic in Storybrooke m- no. besides there, little me. trinkets here and there, there. There was. Emma was magic. She didn't She didn't need Rumple coming back and like with the purple smoke. She already had magic. She didn't in season one. No, she did. That's how the she hat She had it worked. since she was like 14. And when we found out with the Snow Queen, she showed that she had magic. Her she had magic, life. but she couldn't bring yeah, the magic yeah, to Storybrooke. Yeah, make it so everyone else believe. could use magic. But it wasn't like nobody else had magic. He just brought magic so that people would 
every day people would be able to use it. It wasn't like people didn't well, already it wasn't everyday have people. Magic. It's storybook but people. People from the Enchanted Forest. Whether or not he brought it back, there are people there from Camelot. There are people there from wherever the fuck Merida's at that <laughs> need to go home. There are people that want to go back to Sherwood. And that is a selfish goddamn action to take all that magic for yourself. Like, for for and for what? Because your lame ass can't wake someone up with a true love's kiss because she doesn't want it. Like, accept it. She doesn't want you. Go away. Like, this is like this is why her father doesn't want to give true love's kiss to her because you're in the way. Because you're because you're poisonous influence in her life. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like. That episode, that those last two episodes with Rumple, like, I have not sweared so much at like somebody, like a character, in a long time. I was just kind of like, "Fuck you, Rumple, go away. Why are you choking that like man? All he needs is like your toll. Like, you you need to." I go mean, away. who wants to pay for toll? Anyways, but the the thing is, it's kind of sad because we don't. Well, see- no, I'll pause for half a second because I know you weren't here for that, so I'd love to get your reasoning behind it. I thought that was so stupid. I'm like, really, dude? I don't know if they were trying to play that for comic relief, I but I was, was like, that's. Comic relief. Relief. I thought that was such an asshole later. douchey yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're trying to be a good man, and you really can't pay the toll. I just thought that was so dumb. It, yeah, I think it was just for comic comic reasons, just to see, oh my god, this guy is... It wasn't or funny. kind of like... Kind of like having everyone connected to him in some way. Because I hate paying for tolls. Like, why do I have to pay for them? Like, that's stupid. But yes, it's, it is stupid for him to, to choke the guy for just asking 15 bucks. But then again, back in the hotel room, all of a sudden he's pulling out a $100 bill and giving it to this uh, to the server. I'm just, okay, now this is... You couldn't pay 15 bucks to him. It was I, I think it was just funny. Just to be it's a metaphor for the government down yeah. with bureaucracy. <laughs> Probably yes. I don't know. Just he's such a bastard of a character, and not e- like I accepted it season one and season two because like okay, like this is who this person is. But we've gone on such an up and down like turnstile with this guy. Like enough is enough. Like I just want him to die. I just want him to be gone already. Because like. <laughs> I'll just he's it's the same storyline over and over and he never changes and he's still the same guy addicted to magic and he's still fucking everyone over and assuming that like everything is like like every problem is like not his problem at all like he he has his own stuff to deal with like I don't know like he's never gotten the notion that like family family comes first and that like we should all work together as a group like He's always worked best alone, and you know what? I kind of want him to be alone permanently. I don't want him in the show anymore. Like, <laughs> the actor is good, and I liked his storylines, like, separately. But with the advent of this baby, and with him, like, being that way that last episode, with, like, especially with the fact that he he was going after Henry, who's his grandson. Like, that's... Even if you don't give a shit about, about anyone, that's your blood. That's what's left of your first son. Like... What the hell is wrong with you? Like, he's <laughs> awful character. Awful. It's so... I have such a hard time with Rumpel because... Uh, like, he's always... And I always use this all the time. But he is. He's an addict. He's an addict to power. And when he has 
when an addict is given free reign to use the thing that they're addicted to, so in this case, magic, they're just going to keep going back to it. Um, and he just, he, and want more and more. And that's kind of where he's gotten to. He just wants more and more power. And that's all that he wants. And seeing him tell Belle, you know, I love you, but I love power more. And so you're just going to have to accept that. Sorry. It's just kind of like, what the heck? Like, you need to chill. And he needs to deserve her. And he doesn't deserve her because he doesn't choose her. First, he chooses power before her. And he needs to, like, loosen up a little bit with his desire for power if he wants to get her back. He needs to understand that a human being needs to come before power. Power is a part of him, yes, and he needs to accept that, obviously, but he needs to accept that a human life is more important than power, what power can give him. Belle can give him more than power can give him. And I'm so, like, 50-50 on his character. I don't know, like, are they going to go the route where he realizes that power is important to him and power is something that will always be a part of him, but it's not... It's not something that he needs to put first above Belle. Or if they're just going to have him go to the opposite extreme where he's just gonna... Power is just gonna be it and he's not going to get back together with Belle. And adding a baby into the whole thing is just... Why? But I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna go. I'm just frustrated. I don't think so. It's addiction anymore because addiction was season four. He... He, he basically, he got out of the prison, out of um, uh, Zelina's imprisonment, and then season four, that's when he sees the, the magical thing. That's what addiction began, because he's like, holy shit, that's, this power is what I need. But now it's, it's not about addiction. Now he has accepted it, that he loves power as much as, he said it himself as much. He's like, I love you, Belle, but I also love the power. He never said, I love you, Belle, but I love the power. It's my first priority. But that's just me, obviously. And I'm, I'm just putting my opinion out here because that's how I see it. I love the finale uh, for him because everything he did, yes, I was super mad when he went after Henry because I was like, that's just dumb because you're saving your family by hunting down your other family. That it doesn't work that way that's dumb part on the writers it shouldn't have been like that uh but everything he did all those i don't know every it was all for bell to wake her up because he knew that true love's kiss wouldn't work so he has to use every all the magic that storybook carries in that crystal that could help him wake her up and it's he hasn't done anything wrong he hasn't killed anyone like we don't talk about underworld because those people are dead like you can't kill the dead so mila sorry uh he had a great uh moment with robin hood taking his heart out and putting it back giving it back to him that i I was like cheering so hard i think i was here that during that episode because that was my favorite thing he killed Peter Pan because he's like, no, bitch, you're not going to go back to the land of living. 
um, he is doing these things where as someone who's like who is like me who loves him who watches the show because of him pay I pay attention more towards his story towards his action than any other character like I watch I don't know uh, I can't even say uh, okay like Emma and Hook's relationship for me it's like yeah they're on my screen okay they're kissing whatever I don't pay attention as much as you guys do or whoever is a Captain Swan shipper or a Hook super fan of Hook uh, yeah that finale was it made me happy especially the ending how he um, that ending there's a moment where Henry gives him that coin to make a wish and um, as soon as everyone else comes together all the storybook I mean New York people they all come together and make a wish he looks around and sees that it's all about believing something it's all about loving something so for me I think that's that's why he's like you know what let them they got what they wanted now I'm gonna do what it has to be done and whether his ways are right or wrong it's really on a point of view of the person because yes Henry will the, the way they showed Henry to us that yes you gotta ask for people ask help from people because they will do it because that's what audience is gonna connect to because that's how the world works as opposed to Rumpelstiltskin he's gonna sell his power or the magic of Storybrooke or his kingdom whatever he calls it he called it and to get what he wants to get his family so it's really a very I don't I don't know how to explain it both ways are okay because you're desperate to get your family back but one way seems to be more accurate and good and that's how you should do it because that's how we were taught in the books in the school in the society but the other way if I do it this way it's it's wrong it's not okay this is not how you should do it but in this in the the result is the same you get your loved ones I don't that's how I saw it and I loved it Okay, we need to move on from Rum, though, because we have other stories and other characters to discuss. But this is what I will say. You say that Rumpel is not addicted to the power. I think he's been addicted to the power since the very beginning. How did he become the biggest, baddest dark one? By loving the power and using it and becoming even darker and darker and darker. When they created Story Brooke, he wanted the power, so Regina was the mayor, but he was the owner of the town. More power for him. And throughout the seasons, I mean, he's always wanted power. I mean, there's just no way to say it. I mean, he's addicted to it. And addiction is not just for half a season. We never saw him go and 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 uh, you know, take the steps to cure himself from the addiction. He has been addicted non-stop when he didn't have the power and when he was a clean slate in uh, season four he ended up still wanting the power and like getting the power and then like getting the biggest power that he could ever have so and then on top of that once he had all the power of the dark ones he needed more power with the olympian crystal so you can't say that rumple is not addicted to power because it's just evident in everything that he does so that's the last thing that I'll say on Rumpel. He, he is addicted to power. So let's get into 
a different couple. Let's talk about snowing. Snow White and Prince Charming. So they decided to go down into the underworld and support Emma. At one point, though, one had to return to check on baby Neil. And uh, then, of course, they were reunited at the end and had their own adventure in a very different realm. So, uh, Brittany, what did you think of snowing in season 5B? Um... I thought they were fine. I think uh, if there's any couple that's written consistently, it's probably snowing. I think uh, they have a really great dynamic. They're always really awesome. And to be honest, one of the things I, I miss a lot about the older seasons is like the snowing um, theme. You know, I feel like they they were the they are the birth of true love. Like it's just it's really nice. It's really great. I don't really think they have that much of um, uh, angst. But I'm okay with it. Like, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm okay that they're still together. I'm okay that not one of them has died and that they both uh, have a, a half of a heart. You know, I like this. And um, the only thing I will say that I, I always criticize, and, you know, I made a joke about it earlier, was that they're probably not the best parents in the sense that they keep leaving their kid, but, I, but to help their other kid, I guess. So you can, like, cancel that out. But... They had a lot of trouble. You can't cancel that out. I guess, I guess you know, I'm, I'm leaving you, but I'm helping you, you know, so I guess you can, you know, and I mean, there's a nursery back with the fairies, you know, like they, they got it going on, you know. So um, one of their, their worries when they were there in the underworld was like, oh, my God, Neil, is he going to remember us? Is he gonna? And I was a little annoyed by that. I was like, well, if you're going to worry, why don't you just stay with your freaking kid? But you know what? I like that. Uh. Uh, that David and her I don't like to call her Mary Margaret David and Snow are just like you know what we one of us needs to be there somebody needs to be there and I'm like yeah there's two of you one stays with one kid and the other one goes with the other and I think that's um, that's a summary of their relationship and I think a summary of the entire series that uh, yes there's true love yes there's hope but it's not without sacrifice I think there's always going to be something like that. And even though that this wasn't a death, it was like, you know what? We love each other. I want to be with you, but we need to do something for our kid. And that's, I think, being a parent, putting your kid before yourself. And they're, they're, they're leaving each other. That little scene was very sweet. It was very, um, very snowing. And I like that switcheroo where David's like, you know what? You need to go. You missed out on being Emma's, uh, Emma's mother. You missed all the parts go and you know make make it up to our son you know go do that like i will be here and you know what we'll always find each other and i'm like that's awesome i like it i have no problems with snowing even though i criticize them with that little parent thing but i like them a lot oh no so. like i like the fact they will that always I find you Brittany. they will always find i want you. hook to find me oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're a sucker for the bad boys oh my god is that, is that gonna be a meme like, yes. oh my god. Okay. Yes. It already is. <laughs> I just, like, I love the fact that their angst as a couple stems from their children and wanting to do what's best for them. And, like, mm -hmm. I liked the portrayal of mm -hmm. them as parents being like, well, I want to be there for Emma. Emma really needs us. But this is, like, a formative time in Neil's life. And I don't want him to feel, like... Like, we don't care about him. Like, I really loved that bit where they used the toll booth and they got, like, them whispering a story to, like, the child, like, on, like, and you see the little wind chimes moving. Like, I felt, 
like they're trying their best, like to do their best with this child the way they never could with the other one. And also, I fucking love that we said goodbye to Mary Margaret and we said hello to Snow completely. Like, yeah, I love the fact yeah. that like we got to see how she became such a badass from like this meek little mouse that was like taken away by a horse and was saved by the evil queen. Like, we wanted to know. How did you learn your archery? How did you come so self-assured for yourself? And, like, to have it, like, tied into Hercules and to kind of also see, like, David, like, a little bit, like, jealous the way he was with both Hercules and with, like, him, like his twin, James. Like, I loved this. Like, it was, it was great to see Snow finally, like, take control of herself that way and I loved the fact that we kind of had the same thing happen with David too where he's like you know what I'm not gonna make my excuses anymore like my like our mother decided to keep me because like that's the only thing she could have done like she had to make a choice and we both made choices in our lives and have to deal with it like again like I'm not forgiving him like killing his like brother that way because what the fuck like that's a fucked up death but it's nice like just these two characters became so strong and awesome and I also like loved that David was the one that kind of told Emma hey we have to go like I f I'm sorry that like he's gone but like we have to move on we have to go like they're very supportive parents and I loved that this season Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with what both of you said about snowing, for sure. They, I've been kind of going through season one again and rewatching it, and they Ooh. were the original staple of the show. They were the main couple. And it's fun to see that over the seasons we've, um, we've seen them take center place. They were the ones that started out as the main couple, and now we've moved on to their daughter being the main, you know, being involved with a guy and then they're the main couple now. So I like how that's kind of its state in the family, I guess you can say. Um, but especially for them, they have stayed consistent. Their relationship has stayed consistent throughout the seasons. And that's, that's really great. Um, especially seeing all of the angst that all these other couples go through. It's nice to see that they just push through together and they love each other so deeply and so much. And they're not going to, you know, when things come between them, they're not going to just give up easily. And I love that. I love that about them. I love that their, their love is just so pure and just true is true love. Um, it's the original true love of the show. And I love that it stayed that way. Um, and I did, I really loved in this half when, um, Mary Margaret threw off that mantle and now she's snow again. Like, we're done with Mary Margaret. We would have to hear them call her Mary Margaret anymore, <laughs> which is great. I love that she's snow again. And just, we got to see a lot of snow again in this, in this season. And it's been nice to see her again and to see her kind of step up and um, step up to the plate and, you know, be a bigger role as well as Charming. He did too. And they both had some great flashback episodes, which I thought was fun because we really haven't seen um, 
we haven't seen too many of their flashbacks in a while, so it was really nice to see that again and to have them be good episodes all together. So I just, I'm, I'll always love snowing, and I love that they just stay consistent throughout the seasons. Let's get into Henry Mills. Let's talk all about Henry. So uh, he started off season 5B venturing into the underworld to support his mom on her quest to save Hook. He got a chance to use some of his author skills down in the underworld after getting tempted by Corilla as well and uh, her scheme. And then, of course, once he returned, uh, he decided to venture out on a quest on his own to destroy magic. And then he did some embarrassing things by a, a fountain. And uh, there you go. So let's talk all about Henry Mills. Uh, Ash, what did you think of Henry this season? This uh, half season, I should say. Mm, it's very, very mixed. I think that his character was rushed into growing up because I feel like there wasn't much of a build-up to it. Like, for the first five seasons, we see baby Henry, and he's baby, 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 baby Henry, and then all of a sudden... Well, wait, no, angsty teenager. Like, there was no adolescence for him. It was just, to me, it did not happen very smoothly or at, with all, at all con continuity. And I think this arc that they gave him at the end of the season kind of ruined his character for a little bit, like doing the wrong thing for the right intentions kind of thing and not giving Henry something that was really true to his character. Like, he was always the heart of the truest believer. Like, he always believed in magic. And for him to turn around and, you know what? Fuck magic. Let me get rid of magic. Like, no. Like, why would Henry turn around and do that? Magic has... Yes, it has driven his family to do... People in his family to do bad things. And it has caused bad things to happen to good people. But it has also saved lives. It has also brought people together. There is always a good and a bad part to everything. And for Henry to automatically just turn off the part of him that sees the good and magic, it just did not make sense at all for his character. And as yeah. regarding him using his author skills, my whole thing is... Now that the sorcerer's apprentice is dead, who the hell is watching Henry? Like, he could just be doing all of this shit with his author skills, and no one can reprimand him because Merlin's dead, the apprentice is dead. Like, who the fuck is gonna check on Henry? Nobody. Violet. Who gonna check me, boo? Yeah, so he can just be doing all this shit, and he's so worried and worried and worried about it. But at the very end, you know, magically make this cheap-ass Walmart toy appear in my hand and no one said anything. Dun, 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 it was dun, dun, dun. okay? Oh, God. Oh, God, that's too expensive, Ava. <laughs> uh, 99 cents on sale. <laughs> it was just like, well, if you're going to use it for something like that, couldn't you have used it for something even lesser than that? Like, Seriously, it's it doesn't make sense, especially for Henry to be so concerned about, you know what, the author's not supposed to do this. I'm like, well, 
have you been reprimanded yet? Like, you, both the people who were going to say something are gone. You Ava, stop. you need to spank Henry. I'm gonna spank that little ass. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Henry needs to grow the fuck up. No. I think what Ashley's saying is so right. He, I think... He is in his teenage years. He's all... Puberty is hitting him hard. So he thinks that magic will... If taking magic out of the equation will solve everything. So... It's the hormones. Yeah, it's the hormones. And the hair growing in strange places. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll just say something totally. about... Totally. I'll say something about Henry. <laughs> um, Really quickly. I think... There's a lot of problems in a lot of TV shows with, uh, with uh, the, the, the kids. kids. Yeah. And people like, oh, my God, what a brat. Oh, my God, what a, you know, and it's just, it gets, it's really annoying. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that it's really annoying when you don't know how to write or not, not know how to write, but that the audience doesn't know how to, you know, just like let it slide without like raging. And I mean, sometimes some kids are just brats, like. I mean, if Peter Pan wasn't a father, I'd be like, God damn, you know, that guy, that little, that, no, no. Oh my Just gosh. no, but Henry, I think, I mean, we say that Emma, Emma is the main character. She's the savior, and she was basically born from true love, like, it's everything. But I think the heart is in Henry, and the thing with him is we gotta realize is it's growing pains, man. We're growing with Henry since he was like what eleven or ten, and however long this uh, this series goes, he's gonna end up like having to step it up and uh, unless unless they end it with Emma still being the main character and everything. If not, I feel like they need to they're they're building up Henry to be the main person to to lead people and to always remind people about how about magic and purity and you know all that stuff and that's why i think it was really interesting with the finale because he wanted to get rid of magic but if we look at it through his eyes he's a kid and the way he sees it there's more bad that came from magic than good and he just he felt like he needed to take charge and do something while all the parents and everybody's you know morning um morning robin hood fighting amongst each other he's like you know what i know what can stop it and yeah, he was wrong, but I understood what he was trying to do. Not that it makes it right, but I understood it. And that's why I don't have any hate for Henry. I, re I honestly, I don't. You're very He's, much, it's the thought that counts. He came from magic, like to, Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, just, I, it doesn't, I guess I'd let it pass because he's not an adult yet. He's not sure, but his intentions are always, they come from a really pure place. I mean, he didn't want to get rid of magic Aww. just to get rid of it. He he saw what it was doing to the people that he loved. And it it scared him. And he didn't like it. So he's like, you know what? I have power. You know, I can do something. I'm going to do it. And that's... I think my favorite thing was... And I, this was like a part where I just wanted to... I would never say that I would want to punch a child, but I was tempted. Like I was like Brittany in the restaurants with the the, the, the shoeless naked children, <laughs> <laughs> the naked children. But when he, yeah, go ahead. Oh gosh! But when he was 
in the hotel room in New York, and then he used it, and he was like, I destroyed magic, and then they were like, you moron, you trapped our family in other realms, this, that, or the other, and blah, 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 and then he was like, this isn't my fault, it's all your fault, I'm like, dude, you're the one that destroyed the magic, dude. I'm like, how the fuck is it everyone else's fault, he's like, it's not my fault, and then he runs away. <laughs> That's true. But then we can go a step further and be like, well, why was everyone standing really near the door when everybody was leaving? And why'd you have to get sucked in? Why why, why do our oh main characters gosh. gotta be stupid? Like, that's another thing you could say. Like, I don't, you know, it was just, yeah. But no, it's true. And emo emo know, teen. He, he was the epitome <laughs> of teenage angst. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you could put him on the cover of Seventeen or something. He's just like, <laughs> he's gonna look angry. Like, Tiger beat. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you know what? If you think of it that way, like he's the Walking Dead's Carl. You're he, you're gonna oh tell God. him the fucking oh the bad God, years, no. and he's not gonna do it. He's just gonna like go his own way. And you know what? Fine. Like I accept Great. that all of the weird shit is gonna happen to you. But the one thing that like as writers like made me a little bit sad is that I'm just gonna make this comparison. Like um. In Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling wrote about, wrote time turners, with, but she broke all of them because she realized later that like it's kind of a broken thing to be able to have all that much power and like to be able to rewrite things. And I felt it was the same way with the author's quill, like or the pen, like that it's it's just too much power for you to be able to just like switch things around for you to write something and just poof it to yourself, like it's. It surpasses magic, so I really appreciate it in the in the series when they broke it. And to bring it back from like Katie's, like I don't know, it's just it. I don't know what they're gonna do with that. And I completely agree. Like there is nobody left there to school him. There is nobody left to take him to task or to say, "Hey, you're not doing your job as an author," or like you're just supposed to like watch. You're not supposed to take 99 cent crystals from people and shit like like it's, just, it's weird and it brings up questions like what well, if you could take the crystal and just write it like that why didn't you write everyone out of like Hades like why didn't you write it so that Hades wouldn't kill Robin why like you get a lot of whys with such all powerful magic and I don't like that yeah it's just it's it's convenient yeah. and that and, and that sucks Angry. He's like he's like he's All like right. Barry from the Flash, Priscilla and Ash. Where no Barry, yes Barry. No Henry, you know? yes Henry. No, but this is worse because he's a child. Yeah, it is. I, well, that, that means Barry. Barry acts like a child. What can I say? Oh my gosh. Uh, he is, <laughs> good grief. He very much is like Barry from the Flash. Like you're, he's not gonna pay attention to shit. Like, <laughs> God damn it! Like. God damn it, Henry! Stay in the car. Henry's like the honey badger. He doesn't give a shit. I hope he's written Good better. Good grief! And mm -hmm. like, I, I also kind of hope that they like age him up or like time passes or something. Cause dude must have trouble like pretending to like squat or be shorter. Cause you could tell he's tall. Puberty hit him hard already, and like that. Yeah, like, and because of the storyline, I, I don't think they'll be able to time jump. Unfortunately, I wish that they would have thought about that. To be quite honest. That's but to end Henry on a positive note, because we've been shitting on Henry, it is nice that he's got his little boo thing. He's so cute. So shout out to Violet. Violet is 
yeah. awesome. I yeah, love them. I agree. They're very I, cute I, I'm together. I'm excited to see where that's gonna go. It's, uh, it's looking pretty good so far. Yes. Alright, so the final character that we're gonna do is... Zelina. So, Zelina started off in Oz, but she made her way into the underworld, had a little romance with Hades, but at the end of the day, she ended up choosing her family over the villainous Hades, and then of course she had her own little adventure in a different realm in the finale. So I'll start off, and I'll say this. I enjoy Rebecca Mater. I think she brings this no pun intended, wicked glee and joy and, and evilness to Zelina that I've enjoyed since Zelina debuted on the show. Now, obviously, Zelina has done horrible things. I'm not here to defend what Zelina has done, much like I love me some Regina, and I completely understand and know and will not defend the horrible things she's done. I completely understand that Zelina's done horrible stuff as well. But I do like that much like... Regina, and much like what they tried to do with Rumpel, they've tried to redeem Zelina, and they gave her a redemptive arc, and I like how she has joined the side of the heroes, and she's retained her snark and her sassiness, and she's become a part of our heroic story, Brooke, team. So I, I like that. I enjoyed her arc in the underworld. I loved the stuff that they did with her and Regina and Cora, And I like that she chose to end Hades after sort of realizing that he was a piece of shit, basically, and that he would never change and that all he wanted was to be in control and to have power as well. So uh, I like what they've done with Selena, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her in the future. I I do agree. I agree with that a lot because I really do like Selena. I like her a lot. Rebecca Mater is a great, a phenomenal actress, and she brings a lot to the show, like you said. Um, and I do. I like seeing her struggles. Or I guess you can say struggles with Hades and then having to um, give him up for family because, she, I mean, her thing since she's been on the show is that she wants love. She wants to feel loved. You know, she's been rejected her whole life by her mother. She was given up at birth and then um, by, you know, she had a abusive um, stepfather and um, just people who just been suppressing her magic and suppressing her magic and she just wants to she just wanted to find love all along and finding Hades she was like what, finally someone who loves me and I understand why she fell headfirst into that because she's felt so unloved her whole life and then all of a sudden someone loves her for who she is and so she jumps right into that um, and then having to give it up was, you know, obviously probably very, very hard on her, but I loved that she chose her family in the end. I love how she gave up something that, you know, she finally found that she had been looking for, um, but she gave it up because she knew it wasn't what she ultimately needed and she knew it was ultimately wrong. And so I really liked seeing that journey 
with Regina, or not Regina, with Zelina this season. Um, especially seeing the episode with Cora, Regina, and Zelina. That was such a really nice episode to see, to see all three of them together and to see Zelina have a good ending with her mother, even though she had such a bad beginning with her mother. So I really liked it. I really liked it. And I love seeing the episode where Regina and Zelina were younger and they spent time together and um, all of that. I liked seeing you know, going back to when they were kids, which was fun. So I really liked Selena in this half arc. But I always have liked Selena since she's been on the show. So, yeah. Agreed. I like taking moral stories, like, aside, because, yeah, I'm not forgiving that. Like, just as a character herself, like, she's fun. She's wicked. Like, she's... She delights in just fucking shit up for people and, like, just being a general pain in the ass and, like, not liking her life because nobody loves her. Like, and she's not, she's, she's, she is the epitome of, like, sorry, not sorry. Like, and <laughs> I loved the, the fact that, like, she got, she's starting to tiptoe into being a better person, like, when she gave up her daughter for, like, her, for, at, at that point, like, Robin's best chance, and when she, like, finally realized that there is a reason, like, that, that her and Regina, like, are sisters, that they're, that they had something together, like, that they deserve to have, like, a second chance as being sisters, and just, I don't know, like, I, uh, every time I see Zelina, like, her quips, her sarcastic little, like, asides, like, that she says during the the, sh- the episodes, like, they just give me life. I like her so much. She's, she does so many terrible things, but I can't hate her. She's amusing. I like her. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into returning characters. During this arc, we had so many characters that returned. I can't even name them all because there were so many. Some highlights uh, include Cora, Ruby, Dorothy, uh, Mila, Gaston, and many, many, many more. So, of all the returning characters, who were you excited to see the most and why? Ruby, because I wanted to see her. Like, like they, they, they teased an LGBT relationship for the longest time and I was just kind of like it, it's gotta be Ruby with someone like is it gonna be Ruby Mulan finally like and nope it was Ruby and a new character Dorothy and I I, as much as like people like hated on like the the name like Kansas and Wolfie or whatever the hell like, <laughs> like I thought it was I thought it was cute like and you know like True Love's Kiss coming from something like that, like, people also, like, didn't, like, were like, how how do you have True Love's Kiss so quickly? And I'm just kind of like, you know what? If Ariel can have True Love's Kiss with, like, Eric so quickly and Cinderella could have it, like, you can give it to these people too, like, and you know what? I am, I'm never mad at seeing Red, like, she is a, she's a treat for the eyes. She's beautiful, like, possibly like one of the prettiest like girls that have ever come out on 
once upon a time. So yes. is she your type? Yes, I love okay. her. She's everybody's type. <laughs> I'm not. She's a sucker I'm... for the bad girl. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. You have to edit that out and then edit all the memes. I oh, I agree gosh. with Priscilla. She stole my answer. I was uh, looking forward to Ruby a lot, and when we got her, we got a love story too. And um, yes, it was like love at first sight type of thing. And I mean, people roll their eyes at that. I was one of them, but it was still it was still cute. You know, it would have been worse if the if if the couple didn't have chemistry, if the actress actresses didn't have chemistry but they did and it was it was really sweet and then we get that they're they're they end up being true love and you know what you know what i'm just gonna let that i'm gonna let it happen i'm just gonna sit back and enjoy that you know what maybe if i go into into a meadow i'm gonna meet my true love he or she or she and i i I don't care and i just it was it was really awesome seeing ruby back and i wish she stuck around with the main group more because i feel like she would get a lot of shit done and like if they didn't like anyone, That's if they true. didn't like anybody, she could eat them. Oh my yes. gosh. I I will say I love seeing Ruby. I loved Cruella. I loved the blind witch. And you all know that I have a special special spot in my heart for Granny. So it was <laughs> nice to see Granny. <laughs> the little that we saw her. <laughs> love me some Granny. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was funny. But I love it too. <laughs> oh gosh. I, I love that we <laughs> I love that we got to see a lot of characters that we haven't even thought about for a really long time. Like, um... The dragon! Yeah! Like, the dragon! And then we had James. Who the hell thinks about the dragon? The dragon! Although I don't like that they never really explained how he stayed alive. Because he was dead dead when August went to see him. I'm just saying. Yeah, that was, you know... I don't... Magic. Magic. <laughs> The magical magic, explanation yes. of the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked how we got to see the dragon. We got to see James. We got to say, see Liam. We got to see um, Stealthy. We got to see a lot of people that we haven't thought about. Like, we even got to see that guard that Hook killed way back in Season 2. Like, we got to see so many people we don't even usually or not all the time put second thought into. And so it was really nice to kind of wrap it up on their stories. Um, so I really like that. I especially like seeing James back because he's such the opposite of charming. And it's it's so fun to see Josh play both of those characters. Because he does, he makes it so you know which one is which just by the way he does it. And I really liked how we got to see that. I forgot to mention this, but like I liked seeing Gaston because he's also like a treat for the eyes. Like, yes, <laughs> that was an awesome story arc. arc like how I-, I like how in in Once Upon a Time, like sometimes you have those stories where like was he a bad guy? Yes, he was a bad guy, but was he really? Like, it makes you question shit. Like, it and did he have like? my handsome hero because like he was actually trying to be better like or was he always like kidding himself and was it really like an act of revenge like I don't know all I know is like that I I loved him like he I, was I loved your man first 
he would be a man purse if anybody wanted to carry him, but <laughs> nobody did. No, I said did. he was your man purse. Oh, no. I just... <laughs> I liked seeing him Boy on toy? screen. <laughs> <laughs> She's a sucker for Gaston. Yes, she <laughs> is. Oh, ah. oh God. <laughs> Okay, let's get into new characters. Yes. Characters that were introduced during this arc. Characters like Hades, characters like Jekyll and Hyde. Of the new characters introduced in this arc, who impressed you the most and why? I loved Hades and I loved Hyde. I loved both yes. of them. Like, it You're a sucker for the bad boy too. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, you know, my boo is a bad boy. But... Well, that is true. Hades was such an awesome character. Like, he was the definition of evil. And, um, I wish he was gay. Cause. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, you know, my ship sank, but it's okay. Uh. I mean, I don't. Do you have... wish he was gay so he could seduce Rumpel? Yes. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Okay. That would be so cool. Uh, I mean. I... I don't have a lot to say besides telling, saying that he was one of the best characters once upon a time brought in as a live character, because uh, Hades, we only knew him as a cartoon character and a Greek god. Now to hide, holy shit, I did not expect falling in love with Hyde. He is awesome. That's all I gotta say. I am looking forward to seeing more of him. Looking forward to seeing more of Sam. He is a good actor. I knew him from uh, Being Human. The um, I think it was yes. the American version. Yeah. Crush uh -huh. uh, right. on him, and this was a while back. Being Human, I watched it a while back, so I don't watch it anymore, unfortunately. And he was a cutie, and he's still a cutie with those ugly sideburns, but he's so good. Yeah. That's my take on the new characters. Yes. Oh my god. I like Hades I'm... for the purpose that like Poppy Chula does the best Hades impersonation. <laughs> you mean when I talk like this? Yeah. <laughs> Say baby so, in the belly. A little bit more breathy, but I think yeah. Yeah. This is our <laughs> <day>. <laughs> Uh, he was so You're welcome. great though, like, I know it, we make fun of it because it's so funny, but I loved it. I love that he's like, he like whispers things and has awkward pauses everywhere, but it just works with his character and it's so great. And I love how they carried like this awesome voice through with Hyde too, because I don't know what it is, but he had like, I love he his He turns voice. you on, I know. I just, I cannot physically. <laughs> oh, so you do admit it. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, but I. God, love Katie's tempted by the dark side, too. <laughs> over here, voting over here. Oh, my God. Somebody's getting pregnant tonight. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Well. <laughs> I love the villains in this half arc. I loved Hades, and I 
love Hyde, the little we've seen of him so far. I am so looking forward to next season with Hyde specifically because he did such a good job with the with the um, character and bringing him to life. And Hades too was fantastic. They just they know how to pick the actors who are going to carry through the what they want to see in these characters and they just do such a good job and i really love it i i don't know what to say other than hades and hyde were fantastic and i'm so looking forward to seeing more of hyde i just am yes yes <laughs> like the way he comes out just like it emanates such power and just it just foreshadows a lot of darkness and a lot of hard times that are going to happen. And just, oh, God, like, he's, he's scary. Like, I don't know. He's just scary. Like, I saw him and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is going to be the best villain ever. Like, I fear for everyone in Storybrooke. So he's my favorite, like, incoming character. Not to say that Hades wasn't, like, great. He was. But he died like a chump. Like, that sucked. Like. This, no, like you had such like a great buildup of a character, and then he got taken out by like a dollar store crystal again. Like it. <laughs> oh god. Ten cent on sale. And they could, Too much. they couldn't even put his dust together like in an ashtray or something. They just left it on the floor, like for somebody to like root around. The maid will crystal. take care of it. That's not the first show. Yes. That's not the first show where I seen someone turn to ash and they leave it there. Just saying. Well, that is true. Yeah. Shout out to Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Good grief. Okay, let's talk about uh, the Underworld storyline as a whole, because I feel like we all agree Hades was fantastic and Jekyll and Hyde are going to be the all-stars, hopefully, of Season 6. So let's talk about, in general, the Underworld. What did we think of the Underworld arc? It was nice seeing uh, uh, characters from the past that was good. It was nice seeing Peter Pan. Uh, obviously, Hades made the Underworld uh, storyline much, much better than I thought. I wish they didn't have that Instagram filter because that hurt my eye a lot. But it is what it is. It's I like the filter. No! It was so hard I'm sorry. To GIF or GIF. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Shout out to the GIFs. But I, I liked it because it... it gave uh, the show a different feel. It's weird how a filter can do that, yeah. but it just transformed it into the underworld for me. Like, I bought it. I was like, okay, this is not story. Brooke, this is under Brooke. Um, it, obviously, I mean, the whole purpose was going to underworld, getting Hook back, but it wasn't really about him as a whole. I mean, it was, but you saw other characters struggle as well. You saw their their storyline kind of progressed with the Underworld storyline, which was nice to see. So, yeah, it was... It was okay. Yeah, I enjoyed the Underworld arc as well. I thought it was a very strong arc. It's so much better than last arc. Like, in comparison, this is like another world... I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I, that, that was an awful pun. Like, I'm not going to make something like that ever again but um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but it was it was cool like just it, it gave you a chance to kind of tie up all those stories that like 
you were just wondering, like, well, we're never going to see them again. They're dead. Like, no, you got to see more of a background. And you got to see characters get stronger because of it. Like Belle, like Snow, like Emma, like Hook, even Rumple. Like, they all got more fleshed out. And mm-hmm. I agree. That that was the great part of, like, the storyline. Like, I miss, like, season one backstories where, like, you get to see characters from different fairy tales interact like Snow White and Hercules or Hades and Captain Hook like you never get to like think of these crossovers like in your head but Mm -hmm. it came out on screen and it's just it was a treat to see I loved this season it worked. It worked. It was very throwback-ish, which I think we all liked. And uh, much like what you said, the theme of unfinished business was very apropos for all the characters. And it was great to see them have to uh, face their past to uh, change and improve uh, their future. So, all right. Something that we've been doing throughout the entire season is the MVP. And the last time that we did a post-mortem at the end of season I should say at the end of the first half of Season 5, Season 5A, we did an MVP of the arc of Season 5A. So now we're going to do an MVP of Season 5B, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. And of course, same rules, you may not repeat a character. So let's figure out everyone's MVP for Season 5B. And we'll start off with Katie. What? Yes! Yeah. Oh my gosh. Damn. You should have given it to Ash, because holy what? hell, like, she's always getting last on him. That's true. I was going to say, well, that's because he likes Katie the most, guys. Like, Jeff plays favorite. <laughs> Poppy Chula plays favorite. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> so, hey. Katie, right hey. now, we're hey. not friends. Okay. <gasps> you can't sit with Katie. Where had you so fast? Lord, I broke up the Bobsy twins. You did. Um, okay. Well, this is hard because I have a lot of choices. I have a lot of choices. Um, but well, choose wisely. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm trying. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I want to go with Zelina. I do. As much as I want to go with somebody else, I feel like I want to choose Zelina because she has really, like I was saying before, she's really shown growth. You know, she got what she wanted and she realized that it wasn't worth it. It's not, it wasn't what she wanted. It wasn't the right thing at the right time. And she gave it up. She gave up what she'd been searching for her whole life for her family. And You know, I have problems with some of the things she's done in the past, but I really thought that that was great character development for her. So that's why she's my MVP for this half arc. Though there are several others. We're friends again. Yay! (laughs) Well, damn. All right. (laughs) No, I won't make her last. I'll be nice, but I'll go next. See, see, see. At least it's noticeable. She loves himself. I do, I love myself, but I'm going in seniority. Uh, whoever's been on the show the longest is going first, yeah. and oh, so on and so I forth. See. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> so that means our special guest will be last. That's not, that, doesn't make, 
That doesn't make me special. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Save the best for last? There you go. Oh, <laughs> right now. Okay, so it's going to come to no surprise. And to be honest, the reason that I'm picking this person is so that there are other options for other people. Because I do want to be nice because it's the post-mortem and I don't want to steal what other people have to say. So I'm going to go with my girl, Regina. She's my MVP. She had an incredible arc this season, uh, this half season, I should say, in the underworld. I loved all of the great stuff that they did with her and her father. I love seeing her and her father. That relationship is so precious. And of course, and it ended in such a horrible way. And I'm glad that she got the chance to apologize and to receive forgiveness from her father. I loved the stuff that they did with her and Cora. And I love the stuff that they did with her, Cora and Zelina. And, and I do like that she finally has some sort of bond with Zelina. Now, of course, because I love the character, I am sad that they had to kill off her love interest, but I'm really proud of how she handled it, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do next with her. I don't necessarily care for her splitting off the evil queen side of her psyche. That's will be interesting to see. I'm not going to prejudge what they're going to do right now because they haven't done it and they haven't shown us what they're going to do with it. So I'm, I'm going to hold off judgment until season six. But uh, my interest is peaked to see what they do. It could go either really good or it could go really bad. I hope that it's really good. But uh, definitely my MVP is with Regina. All right, Ava Stark. I just cried. That was so beautiful. Good grief. Thank you. Yes. Uh, my MVP is Baby Neil. Make no, me cry. just kidding. It's not Baby Neil. I, yeah. You made me cry. I guess my MVP, simply because of the 5A, I'm going to choose Rumpelstiltskin. I loved his uh, story arc during 5A. It showed us a different side of him. Uh, the man without the power. What he does. How he, I guess, makes the right choices from... Uh, in everyone's eyes that this is the right choice and then like the finale i don't know i really liked the i really liked him in the finale so like that gave me a lot of hope i should say um how he uh basically is gonna do whatever it takes to protect his family but i hope he doesn't do what he did with henry going after him uh, even though it wasn't like his intention wasn't to kill him but still you don't do that to your grandson uh so yeah that he is my mvp shout out to baby neil too because he didn't Call cry right now oh that is true ash your mvp well Brittany, i hope this wasn't yours but i am going with emma <gasps> dun, 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 dun. all right <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh my god! <laughs> that was boots and pants and boots and pants. Boots and pants. <laughs> oh my god! I am very proud of her. This half season, really, this entire season, this has been where she finally steps up into herself. That we finally see Emma becoming her own person and making her own decisions without looking towards her parents so much anymore to like double check herself or anyone else that this is her and what she wants and what she knows she needs to be able to move on with her life like going back for her true love knowing that 
if this happens to her again, she's not going to come back from that. And being able to say to Hook, I love you, with no strings attached, with nothing pushing her to do it, with no imminent danger coming towards her, and knowing that just saying I love you is enough for him, I am very, very proud of her. She has come so far. I'm wiping a tear from my face. That was beautiful. Ugly sobbing in the background here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, as you're wiping, Priscilla, share with us your MVP. That sounded weird. That sounded weird. (laughs) That sounded weird. Okay. My MVP uh, to go along with Ash is Huck. Because... (laughs) Stop fighting. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, um, I loved Hook because that last half of this first season, I was so pissed at him. Again, like, I I could not stand him as a character, but seeing him, like, pick himself up and just, like, being tortured, but still, like, not daring to write anyone's name there, even though I would have been like, okay, you want someone's name on here? How, like, do you want Rumpelstiltskin in italics, in caps? Like, what What do you want? Like, he could have sought revenge, like, in so many ways, but he didn't, like, he could have sought revenge, like, when Arthur came down to, like, the underworld, and he didn't, and he worked alongside people that he really never would have wanted to and not to mention the fact that like his goodbye scene with Emma was one of the most bittersweet like couples breaking up scenes that I've ever seen like his like last kind of like secret handshake goodbye to her where he like wiggles his fingers like to like just feel her hand for one last time was heartbreaking and just I don't know like and his genuine, like, surprise and happiness at, like, seeing Zeus, like, giving him one last chance to be again with, like, Emma back. Like, as much as, like, it's really cliche and, like, we gave, like, and I would have preferred, like, another story. Like, it's nice to see him back. And I look forward to seeing him, I don't know, not not necessarily be, like hurt or like pushed like put down by this but like realized okay I've been the dark one I've been Captain Hook now it's time for me to be Killian Jones now it's time for me to live up to what my brother like left of me like to to seek my best chance my happy ending with Emma like I yes Hook mine well damn all right now so it's time for our special recurring guest star, Brittany, your MVP, and por qué? My MVP and why? Okay, all right. I'm going to take it back old school, guys. Um, Granny. Yeah. I'm going to go with Granny Woo-hoo. because she learned to use a cell phone. And uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, she, yeah. she did. <laughs> and she- oh my gosh, we should have seen that. <laughs> And uh, she texted everyone when when they were in danger, and even though she was the smartest one. It was not near the portal, you know. And she loves it. Geppetto's meatloaf. Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I'm gonna have to pick two because I feel like they're a package, which is the charm. You love a good package. I do. Double edge. I'm a sucker for a good package. Okay. Anyways, oh, good. Uh, 
No, seriously. Pray for us, Katie. The, my MVP or MVPs are the the, the Charmings. I think uh, it's a connection to to Emma. I mean, when Emma's like, you know, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go to the underworld. I'm going to save the love of my life. Her parents just jump on board. Like she doesn't ask anyone to go, but the first two that are like, you know, we, we we're we're a family. We do this. Um, they, they just, they go, and I feel like that's, that's just so amazing, especially when, you know, the, the past series has been, you know, Emma trying to find, well, not trying, but, you know, finding a way to connect to her family, because at first she's like, I don't know you, get away from me, and then she's like, okay, I know you, but I don't know you, and then I know you, but do I trust you, like, it's been a long journey, but I feel like them jumping on board and going with her, just it solidified that relationship of family and i feel like emma would have non would have not been able to last that long in the underworld with hope if it wasn't for the backing of having snow and charming with her all right now okay so now it's the moment that i think we've all been waiting for this entire arc of season 5b we're going to be grading season 5b so, what's the letter grade you give season 5B? A, B, C, D, F. Plus and minuses are included. And, of course, explain why you've bestowed that grade upon season 5B. We'll start off with Katie. Yes. Okay. So, I'm trying to think. I've kind of been wavering between a B plus and an A minus. But I think I'm going to go with an A minus. Because, while there were some things that I wasn't a fan of... I really did enjoy it for the most part. I thought that they really stepped up their game. Um, they, I mean, they got back to a lot of, like I was saying earlier, they got back to a lot of the characters that we haven't seen in a while and kind of wrapped up their story. They got the same actors and actresses back after several seasons, which is fantastic. And I really liked the Underworld plot. I really did like it. I thought that it really opened up for different things. It opened up for a great villain. And then I did have my issues with the finale, but I really do like the... I love the Land of Untold Stories, and I really like where they're headed. So I really liked it. I liked how we got more Captain Swan, and I liked how well we... uh, everyone was guessing that this half was going to focus on Captain Swan and Killian. It really was about everybody. Everybody got their fair share of screen time, and it really focused on the core. So I, I'm, I'm giving it an A- because I think that they stepped up their game, especially from the first half of the season. Okay. Now, listeners, I do have receipts. I actually have the grades that people gave for Season 5A with me, but I will be sharing them after people have (laughs) shared their new grades. So just in case if y'all were wondering what Katie gave Season 5A, she also gave it an A-. What? I did? Well, I changed that. (laughs) 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 You cannot change. It's it's in the records. (laughs) Dang it. I'm going to go back in time and change it. I'm going to create a, a You need a spell first. Yeah. Okay. okay, so Ava, what's your grade for season 5B and why? I'm going to give it a B because, like Katie said, this everyone got their 
fair share of screen time. Except for Robin Hood and Belle, but they don't matter to this show, obviously. Uh, I loved... They, I loved Hades. I did like Underworld a lot because, um, I don't know, it just felt so evil and good and I love evil stuff. Uh, I don't really have a lot to say besides I am glad that they introduced um, Hyde. Uh, he's the only one that I'm excited about. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a, a B. I said a B, okay. right? Yeah, a B. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ava's receipt for season 5A, oh she gave it a C. So her grade went up. It improved. Woohoo. It did. Next up, Ash. I am stuck between a B and a B plus Because mm, looking on the season, I think less of it than I did in the beginning. Because the last two episodes here didn't really match up for me in the half season as a whole, but in the beginning of this season, in this half season, I was really excited about it. I was really satisfied with every episode and I enjoyed watching it. There were great stories going on. There was a lot of throwbacks to season one, which I was loving, but because the series, the season, oh God, don't say series, the season ended on such like a lukewarm note for me, I can't give it an A. But I think I'm going to stick with a B-plus since I did enjoy it so much. All right now. So Ash's receipt from Season 5A is that she gave it a C-plus. So her grade went up. Cool, cool. Next up, Priscilla. I don't even need a receipt to know that it's going to go up because I hated the last half of it. But this half, it renewed my belief in magic i give it an a minus like it's not perfect because again like i took issue with that robin death and that finale that made me like want to wring henry's neck like other than those two quibbles the the show brought back a whole bunch of characters that i didn't remember brought characters that i really wanted to see for a long time rounded out characters that I didn't even know like had that piece of like their personality like missing that they, that needed just a little bit more like A minus love it all right now now for Priscilla's receipt Brittany hold on to your bonnet Priscilla gave season 5A a D plus <laughs> I told you what is that average out to I don't even know. <laughs> C, nice. C plus, C minus. Holy shit! <laughs> Good grief! All right now. Okay, so we'll do our special guest next. Brittany, what's your grade for season five B? I don't have a receipt. You don't have a receipt. I know. I apologize. I can't return you to sender. God damn it! Ah. Uh, We're stuck with okay, you. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it anyway. Probably season A. Season A. Wow. Season five A. Definitely uh, a B, B plus. Um, for this, um, I'm definitely giving it an A minus. I think I'm with all the most of the co-hosts here. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. I think Five uh, B was basically back to base of throwbacks to season one feels, and it was just it was really good. The flashbacks were really good. Um, 
you know, snow developing or snow coming back. No more Mary Margaret. Uh, a lot of good Captain Swan moments. Um, really good villain. Uh, some redemption for some character. It was it was overall good. Like I found I found myself really excited, and I and I do uh, think it's part of that season five uh, A finale that I cried for the very first time because I, I for the show that that show the show has never really made me uh, cry cry. Maybe a tear up, but never cry cry. And I cried with that Captain Swan death scene, and uh, that just made me more eager to tune in. For 5B and 5B really did deliver. What the hell? I, I'm sorry. Like me and Brittany are on other shows, and she always prides herself on being heartless. And you cried? Yeah, I thought <laughs> I could have told you. I thought that I told. Is... Yeah, like uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I was really emotional that night. But I was watching. I was watching the episode and I was like clinging onto my blanket and I was like, why am I, well, I know he's coming back. Why am I crying? But I really was like, they did a really great death scene. I think that scene was a lot more touching than the elevator one that we got, in my opinion. Because, oh, because, because <laughs> he literally died. Like it was like a moment of where she didn't really think about, you know, I'm going to go to the underworld and save him. It was, he's gone right there. Like it was yeah. just, it was so heartbreaking for me to see that she's breaking down everyone that is there watching it like it's just oh my god like it just it really got me but it also got me fucked up miracles happen and magic is true because this can happen to you oh my god God. i am so with you Brittany. i was like ugly crying for the second death scene but when he was left by the elevator like it just like put me in shock like it like I was crying, but it was like silent, like open eyed yeah. tears. Like what? What just happened? Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. I'm not well, gonna damn. cry again. <laughs> okay. And so, I'm the last one. All right. I give season five B a solid Ooh. A. Whoa! <laughs> the shock. <laughs> Good grief. I give it a solid A. It was not A plus. Because there were still a little faults, but for the most part, I was satisfied with the story. And I loved the new characters. I loved uh, the old characters that returned. I'm excited to see what is coming up next. So I feel like the setup, although it was a little wonky, and, and maybe that's why I didn't give it an A+, plus, it, it certainly set up something interesting. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it little trepidation because I'm always worried before a new season starts you know will it live up to the hype so I'm hoping it lives up to the hype but for the most part I was satisfied with what I saw in season 5b I think for the majority of the episodes I was always loving it uh, whenever I gave my initial reaction to the episode so it should be no surprise that I gave it such a high grade and I'll give my receipts I gave uh, season 5a an a minus oh hi I guess we were together on that. Hey, Twinsy. We were. <laughs> All right. So usually at this point in a postmortem, we always give predictions for season six. But listeners, you will have to stay tuned until next time when we do our special Once Turns 100 retrospective postmortem where we will go back to season one and two and discuss everything from the beginning to present day dealing with Once Upon a Time. So... Uh, At this time, 
I'm going to say join us next time for a special Once Turns 100 postmortem edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. And of course, search for us through iTunes, simply Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, and hit the subscribe button. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. You can also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychuloradio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an honor personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. All right, co-hosts, can you please wish the listeners a good night? Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night, everyone. Good night.